And now it is my blessing and my honor to introduce to you two friends. Karen Lynn is a lay leader at First Parish in Cambridge, where she co-chairs the racial equity team and convenes the BIPOC caucus. She has been a UU for 20 years and currently serves as communications coordinator of DRUM. Karen is co-author with Reverend Nancy Palmer-Jones of the book, Mistakes and Miracles, Congregations on the Road to Multiculturalism, which we have been reading for the past seven weeks. Karen is married with two teenage daughters and works as a software engineer in the field of natural language processing. Bienvenida, Karen. The Reverend Nancy Palmer-Jones serves as Director of Faith Leader Organizing and Development with Santa Clara County Pact, People Acting in Community Together. She's co-author with Karen Lynn of Mistakes and Miracles, and we are so glad that they are both here with us. She also was the co- is the co-editor with the Reverend Marjorie Bowens Wheatley of Soul Work, Anti-Racist Theologies in Dialogue. In June 2022, she was elected Minister Emerita of the First Unitarian Church of San Jose after serving there for 17 years. Congratulations. From her earlier vocations as a professional actor and freelance book editor, through her life as a minister, author, and community organizer, the unifying thread lies in her experience with the power of story to transform lives and to deconstruct oppressive systems. Welcome, Karen. Welcome, Nancy. Cambia, todo cambia, pero no cambia mi amor. Changes, everything changes, but my love does not change. I'd like to thank my friend, Reverend Maria Cristina, for inviting me and my co-author, Reverend Nancy, here today to share some stories from our book, Mistakes and Miracles, Congregations on the Road to Multiculturalism. We believe that the themes we saw weaving through all the congregations we studied can provide important lessons for us all. The inevitability of change, the primacy of relationship, and the overwhelming power of love to produce miracles. I've been a Unitarian Universalist for over 20 years now, but I want to share a story beginning in 2008, following a bitterly painful experience with racism in a previous congregation. For nearly a year, I wander around, wondering, as many people of color do, whether there is really a place for me in this faith. In the end, I find my way across the country to Cambridge, drawn in large part by the vision articulated by then-senior minister Reverend Fred Small of a multiracial, multicultural justice-making future. Those first years at First Parish in Cambridge become for me a journey of healing, of rediscovering the possibilities of my faith, working together with Fred and others on our transformation team to redefine our congregation's mission, experiment with ways to develop deeper relationships of trust, and reflect a commitment to creating a spirit-filled multicultural community. We call the Reverend Lilia Cuervo and several interns of color, all of whom bring the richness of their identities and experiences to worship. Every week we recite our covenant in both English and Spanish, in covenant with one another and all we sacred, we answer the call of love. And indeed, I feel that love permeating throughout the congregation. 
When in 2015, Fred suddenly announces his departure from First Parish in order to pursue climate justice full time, giving us barely three months notice, I am devastated. For so long, I've seen him as the champion of the multicultural mission. I've worked alongside him, helping to lead the congregation toward our shared vision, building confidence that I had a place not only at First Parish, but in our greater denomination as well. The announcement of his resignation leaves me feeling stranded and unmoored in an ocean of uncertainty. But what I learned from this change is that First Parish's strength has never depended on any particular minister or ministers. In the months following the shock to our community, we gather together to help each other process our feelings, support the board, and do the work necessary for the congregational transition. Our love for each other and for our mission sustain us then and still does today. Chapter six of Mistakes and Miracles ends First Parish's story in 2017 full of optimism. As First Parish calls Adam Lawrence Dyer, our our congregation's first ever lead minister of color. It is a watershed moment in our congregation's history. Even so, we know that calling a minister of color doesn't mean we are done with our work, nor is it his job to lead us in that work. The responsibility for transformation lies with the congregation. Reverend Adam teaches us and challenges us in ways we never experienced before. There are moments in which we hurt each other, moments in which our human imperfections and the systemic inequity present in everything keep us from fully embracing and living into our interconnectedness. And we learn so much and are forever changed by the realness and honesty of this relationship. Now in the fall of 2022, at First Parish, we're facing another ministerial transition since Reverend Adams last July. Like many congregations, we're also trying to figure out what congregational life looks like as we emerge from what hopefully is the worst of the pandemic. With a new contract minister, interim director of religious education and pastoral care minister, interim choir director, and an aging building, it might be tempting to say, let's put this anti-racism work on hold. We've got way too much to do. Except that we can't and we won't, because while some things everything, it feels like sometimes, changed completely. Our commitment to building the world we dream about has not wavered. Instead, we're looking at this time of change as an opportunity for transformation. To ask ourselves how we might embed racial equity even more firmly into the fabric of the congregation. How might we rethink hiring practices as we look to putting together a permanent staff? How can we creatively use our building as a resource for good in our community? How do we continue educating ourselves and adapt to changing understandings of race, gender, and ability? Cambia, todo cambia, pero no cambia mi amor. Change is difficult, and we will make mistakes that cause each other hurt. Yet if we trust in our relationships, trust in our potential for transformation, there are miracles to be found. Embrace the change. Embrace the transformation. Let the love, the enduring love you have for your faith and for each other, carry you ever deeper into the work. Ever deeper into the work. 
Reverend David Ruffin arrives at All Souls Unitarian Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma to serve as assistant minister six years after All Souls, a mostly white congregation, merges with Bishop Carlton Pearson's mostly black Pentecostal congregation. Do you all know this story? How Bishop Pearson starts preaching universalism to his Pentecostal mega congregation and loses his church and most of his congregants. How Reverend Marlon Lavinar, also senior minister, offers Bishop Pearson and his 200-some remaining congregants the use of All Souls Sanctuary for the summer of 2008. And then how that fall, they make the two congregations one <laughs> as All Souls Unitarian Church. So when David, who arrives, who is, who is white, arrives in 2014, he expects to join a thriving, multicultural, multi-faith UU community. And what he finds is that there's still so much work to be done. So many relationships to be built, so much anti-racism to be understood, so many aspects of white supremacy culture to be unpacked and released so that those elements no longer limit the congregation's way of being. Tulsa's story is not about a shiny, finished product, the work of a couple of ministers or lay leaders over the course of just a few months or even a few years. No, it's a story about ever-deepening work, constantly drawing in more people, just as you drew in more people with your new member, celebration this morning, constantly becoming an ongoing way of life for a congregation, an ongoing way for all of us to live our Unitarian Universalist faith. Well, I can relate. <laughs> when I go into search for a settled ministry in 2005, one of the most compelling reasons that the First Unitarian Church of San Jose captures my heart is its Spanish-speaking ministries. See, 15 years earlier, a small group of Spanish-speaking Latino and Latina congregants, along with a few bilingual non-Latinx congregants and a very enthusiastic white minister, Reverend Lindy Ramston, who really doesn't speak Spanish at all at that time, they all feel a call to create Unitarian Universalist ministry in Spanish. And from that moment on, year by year, through loads of experimenting and learning, through the trauma of a major fire and its recovery, and with lots of disgruntlement about Spanish-speaking ministries from some English-speaking congregants versus deep pride and passion for it from others, well, by the time I apply to First Unitarian, the Spanish language service at 9.30 a.m. is well-established with a small, diverse group faithfully attending. And Spanish has been incorporated into the larger service at 11 a.m. And cultural traditions like Dia de los Muertos have been integrated into the very soul of the congregation. So when First Unitarian calls me to be its senior minister, it is the answer to a dream, and I am already deeply in love. But like David Ruffin in Tulsa, as I settle into life with the congregation in San Jose, 
I realize that we too have so much more work to do. And so do I. If we really want to build anti-racist, multicultural, beloved community, we all will need to go deeper into the work. Well, chapter seven in Mistakes and Miracles gives you all the details about what we try and what we learn over the next few years about my own helpful humbling and the painful self-doubt and about the miracle of the relationships about the struggle to bridge and the joy when we do. It also describes the heartbreaking decision to to, to sunset the Spanish speaking ministries in 2010, about 20 years after its first beginning. But what I wanna tell you about today is what happens next. First Unitarian from that moment of sunsetting Spanish speaking ministries goes deeper and more intentionally into anti-racism and intercultural training. Enough of us, almost all the leaders, participate in the workshops and the book studies and the engagement with the wider San Jose diverse community so that our awareness fundamentally shifts. If we're white, we begin to be conscious of old assumptions about how things should be, air quotes, We get braver about recognizing and naming white supremacy culture. We build more authentic, accountable relationships and we work on hanging in there with the discomfort of conflict and change. Meanwhile, Southeast Asian congregants finally feel seen and begin to bring new gifts to congregational life. Some of our black, Latinx, and other congregants of colors, color wish things could just go along. This work is disrupting for everyone. While others of our BIPOC community feel relieved, heard, and served as the congregation moves toward deeper honesty and, and accountability and change. There is no shiny finished product It's not the work of a couple of ministers or a few lay leaders over the course of a few years. No, it's a story about ever deepening work. You know, when Karen and I talked with Reverend David Ruffin at All Souls in 2016, he says, we're really doing the work of building anti-racist, multicultural, beloved community. It's spiritual, it's transformative. Always, always, it's changing us. It's changing me. (laughs) Amen, Reverend David. That is what I say too. After the 17 years I completed with the First Unitarian Church of San Jose in June. It's spiritual. It's transformative. Always, always, it's changing us. It's changing me. Cambia, todo cambia, pero no cambia mi amor. What keeps us doing the work through the ongoing mistakes and discomfort, the humbling and the constant inevitable conflict and change? Well, darlings, we heard it in our time for all ages. After an oops, there's always the love. Yes, what keeps us doing the work is the miracle of the love that we feel for each other and for our faith that love, the love that goes deeper, right along with the work. 
the love that goes deeper along with the work. We close with the poem One Love by the late Reverend Dr. Hope Johnson. It is an affirmation of our commitment as Unitarian Universalists to each other, knowing that through the stumbles, if we remain grounded in trust and curiosity, there truly are miracles to be found. One Love by Reverend Dr. Hope Johnson. We are one, a diverse group of proudly kindred spirits, here not by coincidence, but because we choose to journey together. We are active and proactive. We care deeply. We live our love as best we can. We are one, working, eating, laughing, playing, singing, storytelling, sharing, rejoicing, getting to know each other, taking risks, opening up, questioning, seeking, searching, trying to understand, struggling, making mistakes, paying attention, asking questions, listening, living our answers, learning to love our neighbors, learning to love ourselves, apologizing and forgiving with humility, being forgiven through grace, creating the beloved community. Together, we are one. Amen. Ashe and blessed be. Amen. Thank you. Muchísimas gracias, Karen, Nancy. Thank you so much for once again reminding us that the work is ongoing, that it is a shared journey, and that it takes all of us to make that transformation so that Cambia Todo Cambia can lead us and we can welcome change as we move forward.